Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 115 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, covering April the 19th to April the 25th, Doctrine and Covenants sections 41 to 44, My Law to Govern My Church. Uh, and this uh, section, we're continuing with Doctrine and Covenants section 42, uh, continuing on from where we left off yesterday, with a very well-known verse, uh, which is um, referred to in Doctrine and Covenants section 42, verse 14, where it says, And the Spirit shall be given unto you by the prayer of faith, and if ye receive not the Spirit, ye shall not teach. Now for me, uh, this uh, this verse is memorable to me because it's uh, one that's shared in the, the film The Best Two Years, uh, and it's in a moment where the missionaries are being basically told off by their mission president. Um, and so that's why that one stands in my head. Uh, but it's a wonderful verse and reminds us about the importance of having the Spirit with us at all times when we are teaching the gospel. Um, it, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said this, quote, No eternal learning can take place without that quickening from the Spirit of heaven. So, parents, teachers and leaders, we must face our tasks the way Moses faced the promised land. Knowing he could not succeed any other way, Moses said to Jehovah, If thy presence go not with me, with thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Um, close quote. It's really a, an important reminder to us that the Spirit is needed. Elder Holland continues by saying, quote, what I, That is what our members really want when they gather in a meeting or come into a classroom anyway. Most people don't come to church looking merely for a few new gospel facts or to see old friends, though all of that is important. They come seeking a spiritual experience. They want peace. They want their faith fortified and their hope renewed. They want, in short, to be nourished by the good word of God, to be strengthened by the powers of heaven. Close quote. He goes on and uh, on with that. But, um, you know, that's really the, the key message from there. And as he goes forward uh, and as the Lord continues through re- re- talking about this, he talks about how the Comforter will speak to us and help us know and, the, and the, how the Comforter knows all things and bears record of the Father and the Son. Bruce R. McConkie said this, quote, Revelations come in many ways, but they are always manifest by the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus' promise to the ancient apostles was the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things. When men are quickened by the power of the Spirit, then the Lord can reveal his truths to them in whatever way he chooses. Close quote. We have been invited to consider and to reflect upon how we hear him in these last days. Our prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, has talked about this so often, about how we need to, and in order to survive in these last days, we need to be attuned to how we receive personal revelation. But in every instance, in every way we receive revelation, the Holy Ghost is always a part of that process, no matter how we hear him, um, how we hear the Saviour in our lives. And so that is something which is vital. The Lord then goes on and talks about a number of the Ten Commandments, um, which is an important part of the law given to these early saints. I'm not going to go through each individual point because we, we would take way beyond our time um, through the end of the week if we were to do that and try and cover everything else. Uh, but um, it is something which is worth referring to. Um, it talks about not killing and not stealing and not lying, loving their wife and cleaving to her and none else. Um, I think that um, I'm going to share this because uh, I heard it 
on another podcast and I, and I thought it was really wonderful. So if you've heard this before, my apologies. If, if you haven't, then this is great. Um, in verse 22, it talks about loving thy wife and it says, Thou shalt love thy wife with all thy heart and shall cleave unto her and none else. And it's interesting, this word cleave, because it can actually be used in two different ways. To cleave something is often to break something apart. And also to cleave to someone is to be bonded to them really closely. Uh, it's called, a, um, oh, do you know what? I've just completely uh, forgotten the term uh, that is used to, to, to use for a, a word like this. Oh, it is a, a contronym, which basically means that the word has two different definitions and both those definitions are the opposite of each other, which is fascinating. Um, I could think of a few others. There's loads of them in the English language, well over 70 at least. Um, but I can't think of any right this moment. Uh, so I'll get back to you on that. Uh, but I thought it was quite interesting. And President Russell and Nelson said something about um, this idea of chastity as well and cleaving to our to our spouse he said quote marriage especially temple marriage and family ties involve covenant relationships they cannot be regarded casually with divorce rates escalating throughout the world today it is apparent that many spouses are failing to endure to the end in their commitments to each other and some temple marriages fail because a husband forgets that his highest and most important priesthood duty is to honor and sustain his wife the best thing that a father can do for his children is to love their mother, close quote. Now, he was speaking to priesthood holders in this, and so I would I would absolutely assume that when President Nelson says that, he is saying that in a priesthood session and therefore for priesthood brethren, but he would also say that this is important for, for spouses, or sorry, for wives as well, to love the, the children's father. Uh, and that is, you know, an important part of our covenant relationships. Um. So again, yeah, he speaks, uh, the Lord speaks about the laws uh, of, of specifically regarding the Ten Commandments. And once he has done that, he then talks about consecration. And we're going to, I'm going to come back to that in its own um, episode, um, because I think I want to really focus in on that and what consecration means for us today. And how, whilst sometimes we may say we may not be living the law of consecration as they lived it, we still do live the law of consecration in the church today. And we'll talk about how that is uh, in that specific episode. So skipping past that, um, we then have um, an invitation for elders of the church for two or more to go forward uh, and to, to bless the lives of the saints. Um, it says in verse 44, And the elders of the, of the church, two or more, shall be called and shall pray for and lay their hands upon them in my name, and if they die, they shall die unto me. And if they live, they shall live unto me. Um, I love this uh, open honesty by the Lord here saying that, you know, when people are blessed by the priesthood, it does not mean that they're going to be saved. If anything, that would that would mean that we don't require faith. If things were to work perfectly when we do things with the Lord or when we ask the Lord every time, if it's not his will um, and I think that is an important principle for us to consider. But of course, you know, if deaths do occur and if losses do happen, which they will, then we need to support and bless those people. President Russell M. Nelson also again said this, quote, Irrespective of age, we mourn for those loved and lost. Mourning is one of the deepest expressions of pure love. It is a natural response in complete accord with divine commandments. 
Moreover, we cannot fully appreciate joyful reunions later without tearful separations now. The only way to take sorrow out of death is to take love out of life. Close quote. In other words, it's perfectly normal and natural and expected for people to sorrow when deaths occur, even when uh, we have a hope of a resurrection in Christ and an understanding of the plan of salvation. And so um, I think that's an important principle to remember as well. So we can support others when perhaps we're not going through that. We can give them that support that they will so require. Um, and then, if that wasn't enough, uh, we've then got um, discussion about spiritual gifts, which is just another thing which we need to talk about. I think uh, what we will do uh, is we'll start to kind of consider that, but we'll need to talk more about that uh, tomorrow and then probably try and box off that consecration discussion as well uh, at the same time. Um, but yeah, so in Doctrine and Covenants 42, we have a list here of um, kind of not, not it's, it's not the idea of spiritual gifts. I mean, obviously that comes in a bigger discussion later in the Doctrine and Covenants, but we have things here about having faith to see and having faith to hear and having faith to leap and having faith to be healed. Um, and all these things are important um, to, to consider um, as we as we um, look at the law and how the, the Lord has promised us that we can have these opportunities. Um, I think we'll leave it there for today. Uh, the time is, is far spent, uh, but we'll, we'll come back to a bigger discussion on the consecration side of things uh, tomorrow, because I think that's a really important part, considering the, the state and the way in which the saints lived the law of consecration to begin with and why this was required by the Lord to to speak on, because there were some things going on which were probably not um, on, on his understanding of what consecration was or what his teachings of consecration were. Uh, thank you very much for listening today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the study. Please follow the podcast on all the usual platforms, and until we meet again. <laughs>